This week on the Rotten or Righteous podcast, we bleep out all the last names of real people we know so no one gets offended at us. Also, we make the statement, Get that King James out. Welcome to Rotten or Righteous, the only show that is hosted by the kids from Fort Hill that you hear so much about. It's just me and Luke. We're doing a little mini episode because me and Scott are at camp. Today, I decided that uh, it'd be a great idea for us to review church camp. Church camp? Church camp. Which church camp? Just the idea. Just the general idea of church camp. The golden week of all young Christians' lives. Now, I, I I love church camp so much that I am spending three weeks of my summer in <laughs> church camps watching and, and teaching snot-nosed kids that have just been shoved off there so their parents could have a week off. Don't get me wrong, there's always one or two good ones. So which category did you fall into when you went to church camp? Oh, definitely just trying to get rid of me for a week. <laughs> hundred percent. One of those one of those kids might meet this other kid that got sent there by his parents, and then they might start a podcast one day because they can't escape each other in the spin of the universe. Might happen. Yeah, church camp is pretty sweet. I I had I have mixed feelings because the church camp that we went to the week that we went to our, our our church camp is set up a little bit differently, maybe than than other church camps. I don't know. Uh, in a sense that. Each week has been assigned to an old guy, just, an, <laughs> just an, a random old guy in the church, and that old guy gets to decide what we're going to do for that week. And the old guy's week that me and Luke went to, uh, there was a lot, looking back, there was a lot of sit-down church at church camp. We had like a 45-minute sermon in the morning. One around lunchtime, and then one at the evening. We had two. No, we had two forty-five minute Bible classes in well, the morning. That's fine. I don't mind the Bible classes. Bible classes were always fun because there was there there was a, a a sense of give and take. You can ask questions and participate in stuff. The thing that that drove me nuts when I was younger was like the nightly. They called it like nightly devotionals or whatever, but it wasn't. It was just a Sunday morning shoved into the night every day of the week. <laughs> you mean other weeks don't do that? See, I have only ever known and experienced one week of camp at one camp under one old guy. So No, the way that they do it now is we have a church service-like time in the morning right before breakfast, but it's taught by uh, by who is an incredibly entertaining preacher, and he's able to uh, preach towards the kids. So even that's not boring. And then we do have two 45 minutes of class, but in the evening, besides fire circle devotional, uh, there isn't a sit-down worship service much like the original old guy that me and Luke met at. Well, that's not even church camp. It's just secular kid camp. Right. That's what That's what we call it. I never really minded the um, worship in the evening. I always thought Bible classes were too long, both as a kid and as a teacher. <laughs> You're asking people to sit down for an hour and a half, and some of these kids are like, uh, like what, 10? 
What are the pros of camp? Nothing. Oh, that's not true. Now, here, here's the pros. I mean, it was a week that I got to hang out with my friends and do stupid stuff. It was fun to just mess around. I mean, we had tons of fun at camp. Both as uh, actually, I've, uh, probably had more fun as uh, counselors uh, <laughs> than I did as a camper. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always loved it. I actually, actually loathed church camp when I was like younger, when I was probably like eight to twelve. Absolutely hated it, but uh, I learned to love it because all your friends are there and you get to do whatever you want for a week. I think once you get into those teenage years and uh, I feel like camp is like the most low stake place that you can rebel a little bit (laughs) as a Christian kid growing up, like, you know, just kind of like pushing the envelope a little bit just to see what you can get away with. Mm hmm. Like, uh, I remember one year, me and my buddy, we decided to skip the climb. Every year, we had to climb the top of this terrible mountain. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> then one year, me and my buddy, we were the whole camp was walking towards this mountain. And uh, the guy that was in front of us, the counselor that was nearest us, I was like, hey, we're going to go get a grab a bottle of water. All right, see you up there. And we just stayed in our bunk. <laughs> wow. You lied to get out of a church camp activity. No, we got a bottle of water. I don't understand why people hated climbing climbing the hills so much. It's like it wasn't the worst thing in the world. People acted like like they were climbing a mountain and it was going to be some three day trek up this like god forsaken hill. Now, as an adult, I like climbing it because it's the only place I can get cell service there. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, there's a couple spots out in the field you can get it, but you have to you have to know the secret spot. Well, that and hold and, your phone just right. I'll be honest with you. Every day, ever ever since I've been an adult, every swim period or slash activity period, you have that two hour block. I just drive into yeah. town. I just drive into town and just to get away from people and to see civilization for five minutes. I, I've done that a few times. Actually, I, most of the time I just drive to the Amish bakery. Yeah, and that's add good. A couple thousand calories to my diet that day. Uh, the food at Fort Hill is really good as far as camp food is concerned. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I, I think they do a good job. Um, so that's a pro. Cons would be getting caught. <laughs> Not be getting caught, but saying something stupid after lights out and having Doug. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> <Jug. laughs> I, I don't know if I can leave this in or not. I've told this story before, and I've cut it, but I might leave it in, because it's it's dirty, but it's kid-level dirty. There's At Fort Hill, there's, there's horror stories that they've made up. You got, like, the Chicken Lady and Billy McQuilly and, uh, and Betty Spaghetti. Now, I'm in a cabin with this guy named Doug. Doug was, was special. Um, and so, and so Dale tells the, the story of Betty Spaghetti... And then, and then Doug's like, everybody, it's lights out. No more words. And so uh, it was quiet for about five minutes. And then I say, from the back corner where my bunk was, I just go, I'd show Betty my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that. And the whole cabin just erupts in laughter because we're all like 13, 14-year-old boys, right? Doug comes over to my bunk. Like stomping, he's this like skinny little bald dude, and he's like, "That's it, you're gonna go see Bill." You might as well have shot me in the head, because as tough as I like to pretend at church camp, you mentioned Bill. Even today, I still get nervous around him. 
I still think, like at like the Fort Hill golf outings and stuff, I still think, you know, if I get on Bill's bad side, he could send me home. Have you been to those? Yeah, I go to them every year, except for last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you good at golf? I Not good, but it's fun to just play a scramble with my dad and grandpa. Huh. I didn't know you went to those. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then, um, so he goes, you're under Bill. Well, that immediately breaks me down into tears because Bill terrifies me. If someone came up to me today as a 30-year-old man and said, hey, I'm taking you to Bill, I still would probably cry and say no. <laughs> but, uh, so on our way, I'm like, look, man, it was just a joke. I'm real sorry. Please don't, don't take me, Bill. Don't call my dad. And I don't even think what Doug did was legal looking back on it. Because instead of taking me to Bill, he found like a, a garden rake and just had me rake sticks out of the flag circle until like four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's a proper punishment. I mean, I don't think that's legal anymore. Oh, man. But being a counselor now, oh, those some of the kids are just hysterical. You know, some of those kids, I do like I, I do like getting to know some of those kids because a lot of them are, like, legitimately, like, dumped off by their parents. So, like, they'll find any camp in the world to dump them yeah. off at. And, unfortunately, they're probably dumped off at a bunch of camps throughout the summer. But, um a yeah. lot of those kids are like really good kids and you get you get to introduce them kind of their church and church kids and it's a little mm-hmm. di- different atmosphere than they're used to and it's uh yeah i really like meeting a lot of those kids i've had good relationships with several yeah you, you just build a relationship with these kids that's another great thing about camp as an adult is you know i've had conversations with kids that uh go th- that are going through some real heavy stuff mm-hmm. and uh you get some of those conversations where you just sit down and talk and they'll tell you their stories and you can just tell that they don't have anyone to give them advice or to talk to about these things. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings is just an opportunity to talk to a kid on their level for, you know, a few hours. I mean, where else in the world do you have a few hours to talk to anybody about anything? Yeah, because no one's going anywhere and there's no cell phone service for them to run away and hide in their phone. So it's a unique experience. And one thing I, I do not like, and I wish they would get away with it. Now, Bill f- this week, we had the weenie roast. Yeah. The big thing is, oh, I gotta find a date to the weenie roast. Yeah, I remember one time there's this German girl at camp, and I asked her to the weenie roast, and she was like, da. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is that I, no matter how I cooked the marshmallows, because he had hot dogs and s'mores. No matter how I cooked the marshmallow, it was not good enough for this girl. It was either not cooked enough or too dark or whatever. And and by the time I got it right and she was like, that's good. I was like, great. Here you go. Here's your marshmallow. She took like a nibble of it and then wiped it on the bench that surrounds the campfires. I'm just like, what is this? Why are we doing this? Why is this a thing? It's, I mean, all, all romances that are real romances begin at camp. Right. It's not true, but right. I mean, my my romance began at camp. Yeah, but did you get married at camp? No. Because if you don't have your wedding at camp, it doesn't count. Oh, well, I guess mine didn't count then. But uh, what makes up for it at the end of church camp, I think the best. I I think Sweeney Roast is the con, but the night before, Thursday night skit night makes up for it. Yes, it does. Now, dear listeners, this may come as a shock to you. But uh, I was something of a performer in my younger years. <laughs> Skit Night was basically your your first podcast ever. Right. 
and I just drug Luke along for the ride. It was exactly the same. <laughs> for years, Luke and I would do the Fort Hill rap, where I would write lyrics. So we're actually pretty good looking back. They were. About just random events that happened that week. And Luke would beatbox, and we would wear two pairs, or we would wear jeans and a pair of basketball shorts so we could sag our pants. And I remember this because your pants fell down during the second Fort Hill rap, and that was the highlight of the show. You you stole mm. it from me because of your I, know. Your loose I don't belt. know if that was in t- intentional or not. I kind of feel like it was. It might have been. But then we absconded the Fort Hill rap for the last time. We absconded the Fort Hill rap and decided to revive a sketch that was rightfully retired for years. Looking back now, we would probably be canceled if any footage of this <laughs> got out. You see, for years and years, uh, some of the older campers would put on a skit called The Lowrider, where they <laughs> they would pretend to be Mexicans sitting in this lowrider with bucket seats, and the joke was they were sitting on five-gallon buckets, um, and just make fun of different things. And so Luke and I decided that we were going to do that, except call it Sons of the Lowrider because we came later. And we had it was like right after Steve Irwin died because your brother was Steve Irwin. Yeah. And we caught him. Was he was he dead or was he? Oh yeah, it was right after he died. Oh. Because I remember making a joke about it. Like, I thought you were dead. No, I've just been hiding in the back seat. Um, and we caught a mole earlier in the day. And we wanted to incorporate that mole into our sketch. <laughs> but right before, the mole got loose. And so we ran to the kitchen to get a potato. Because <laughs> everyone knows if you need a substitute for a mole, you should use a potato. They're basically the same. And every, I, you know, I've never caught another mole in my me, entire life. Me neither. But that mole was awesome. I was so surprised by how soft it was. I know. It just soft... know, crawls around in the dirt all day. And it was incredibly strong. Yeah, you couldn't hold its legs. It, but the mole is the best of all the vermin to catch because their mouths are too small. They can't bite you. <laughs> no rabies. And, uh, yeah, so, but, but by the time we did our skit, most of the people in... And, and the camp knew we had this mole. They didn't know it escaped, but he, they knew we had this mole. And so when Isaac handed me that potato and said it was a mole, <laughs> and I screamed and chucked it, I'm pretty sure that 20% of that camp, who are all now staunch PETA supporters, were horrified at the fact that they thought I just threw a live mole as hard as I could into the woods. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. Animal cruelty at its finest. And everyone laughed, though. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of chuckles, so there's some serial killers that grew up at camp, apparently. Yeah, they also made a lot of chuckles when we commented on the weight, which I still feel guilty about to this day. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We were kind of uh, kind of cruel back in, I know. in those skits. We made, we made fun of because he left all his underwear at mm-hmm. home. He just had one pair mm-hmm. for the week. I remember my Bowflex, but forgot my underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Who brings their Bowflex to camp? That's true. That's how, that's how meathead he was. I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> brought his Bowflex to camp. <laughs> I hope I hope he remembers that and just is a little bit ashamed. Uh, mm. 
Yeah, so I think in the end, camp is... I mean, I got some... Some of my best childhood memories are from camp. Same. And I think that if you have a kid and you want to get rid of them for a week, there's a lot worse places you could send them than to a church camp. That is true. So, I guess, in the end, when me and Scott recorded an early one of these uh, mini-episodes earlier, where we reviewed Monster Energy drinks... Um, and we decided to review it on a, a new simplified scale where you can give a rating to something, but there's only three choices. You can give it a righteous rating and or rating, meaning you don't care either way or a rotten rating. So Luke church camp, you're going to rate it rotten or righteous. I'm going to, I'm going to rate it righteous. I don't know what my life would be like if I had never gone to church camp. You wouldn't be in Guam. Wouldn't be in Guam. Wouldn't be doing this podcast with you because I wouldn't know you. True. All right. So, for Rotten or Righteous, this is us. That's it. That's the whole episode, guys. Go home. See you next Goodbye. week. Bye. In one Bible Bowl, I'm gonna I have to fess up to you, Luke. Because of you I had a perfect score in one year. Uh in the first round of one year. Because you were sitting diagonally behind me and I could see your switches. Zach, and so whatever when you can't. switched, I just I was like, Yep, I'm going with it. He <laughs> <laughs> just You can't ad- can't admit that. Oh, I can. And I will. You're gonna be- you're going to be banned from all future King James Bibles. You wouldn't oh, want that. Oh, man.